This podcast may contain strong language, references of a sexual nature, and bad advice. When you've been cooped up indoors and quarantine bites, it's time for Agony Art Lockdown Lights. Welcome to Agony Art Lockdown Lights, the bite-sized version of the Agony Art podcast in which we try to solve your problems, not using our own brain power, but instead by telling you how those problems were solved in the great art of our age. And when we inevitably fail to solve those problems, at least you're left with a fun reading, listening and watching list to enjoy in your spare time. My name's Aaron, I'm an author, and I read books every now and then. And I've got Carl, our fantastic film forager, and Liam, our meandering music maestro, here with me in our virtual studio to record Lockdown Lights, episode 6! We've made it this far! Say hello, lads! Hello. Good morning, Agony Art. <laughs> wow. Well, we really are experimenting this week, aren't we, lads? <laughs> We've been in and out of lockdown for about a year now. Has um, staying at home changed you in any big ways, lads? So I've, I've noticed a theme, actually over the past few weeks, which is that you always ask the questions and you never give an answer yourself. So why don't you answer that question this time? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, during the first lockdown, I pretty much lost my mind. I think it was the big shift in our lives kind of drove me a bit mad where um, I thought that the neighbours were going to start n- not attacking me, but I've I've written on the our, on my blog before about how I sometimes go through paranoia issues, and I even someone knocked at my door to ask for recommendations on them. Um, we were having our patio done, and the building company that were doing it, they asked they were knocking to ask if uh, I would recommend that company. And when I opened the door, I thought that he was coming around to have a go at me, that my cats had done something to his cats or something like that. And I had basically like an anxiety attack at the door. I couldn't answer him. I couldn't breathe. I was like, yeah, well. uh." (laughs) (laughs) So that got really bad. But I kind of got under control now. And I'm I'm a bit worried about when lockdown lifts again and we're allowed out. Because that'll be a big shift again. And am I going to be able to handle that? Because now I'm used to being indoors, and I quite like being indoors. Lock myself indoors, I feel safe. Can I just say, Aaron, <laughs> this isn't therapy. I'm not your therapist. <laughs> That's a throwback to Married at First Sight Australia, yeah. Liam. I was going to say, is that a quote, or are you just being a dick? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you think that that's a dicky thing to say, because the guy who said it didn't think it was. <laughs> Would you say, like, that's um, quite heartbreaking to hear, but... I think post lockdown one is when we started recording Hacking Yeah. Right? So has um has, do you think that's helped in terms um, of something to do or something to focus on? He's looking for a very yeah, polite I way suppose. to say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, it does help. I didn't want to make it too heavy. That's why I don't answer these questions, Liam, because I'm <laughs> just a really deep guy. <laughs> um, um, I do, I do feel that my response to the question is really trivial now. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. I didn't want to make it that heavy either because my anxiety issues are quite often absolutely ridiculous. Like the fir- the focus of the first one was that my cats 
were going to do something to offend my neighbours so much that my neighbours want to hurt me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. And to a rational mind, it sounds ridiculous. But when I'm going through one of my paranoid kind of phases... That's the that problem, isn't it? People can't, <laughs> people can't relate, though, can they? And No. At all. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help for so to say, just don't think about it, Aaron. Well, that's ridiculous. It doesn't help you, does it, <laughs> yeah. at all? Yeah. Well, what's your trivial nonsense, said Liam? Come on. Well, I don't even want to say it now. I feel so stupid. I was just. But... <laughs> I've developed more hobbies. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I was going to say that I think, if anything, lockdown has made me a bit more sociable, because before lockdown, I didn't. I didn't want to go out at all. Like, I was. I was just a massive recluse. I'd be like, oh, do we really have to go out? I just want to sit indoors. And now I've had yeah. a belly full of sitting indoors. I can't wait to go out. Yeah. No, I do feel that totally. Yeah. I think I'm the same. I'm, I'm quite... I'm a really outgoing guy and I just love socialising. <laughs> but I heard you've got a closed friends list. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough. It keeps me busy enough, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's why it's closed because his schedule is just so full. It's manic, yeah. But I've, so I'm looking forward to going out and doing things again but doing better things. I must say, one... One thing I noticed yesterday, I went into a shop and I forgot to put my mask on because I was with um, my little boy and he was distracting me. And when I realised, like I, I had a really weird feeling of like horror, like and I was like, oh my god, I'm so guilt. sorry to the person and guilt, yeah. yeah. And I, it stayed with me for like a couple of hours afterwards. Like, I can't believe I did that. And so I do think there's going to be some some issues that we need to get over. Yeah, I think we spoke about it before. Like the the distancing or not distancing is gonna feel weird when we get when we get to that point. Cause like mm. just so used to trying to stay away from people, and then yeah. you can suddenly get close again. I can't wait to hug you, Liam. <laughs> oh, Carl, you're breaking my naked. heart. Naked. <laughs> uh, you, you made it weird. <laughs> I love you, you Moby Dickhead. <laughs> now let's all get our stiff Thompsons out. <laughs> Uh, all right i think we've gone far enough there now before we begin i want to make it very clear that we are not really here to solve your life's hardest problems all of our submissions are certified tested 100 percent trivial and or fictional pickles and our advice should almost never be followed we're really only here to have fun so if you're having a really hard time I would recommend going to our website where you'll find guidance on who you can go to for real help. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So, with that disclaimer out of the way, let's get on with it. Our first problem of the day is, I have loved lockdown. I've gotten fit, learned to cook, and I'm learning two new languages on Duolingo. I am so amazing now that I think I can actually do better than my current girlfriend. Am I just getting carried away, or should I find someone who's in my new league? Uh, well, this person sounds a bit a- arrogant. Bastard, say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that because when I read this problem, I was there was a lot of a lot, a lot of alarm bells ringing, and yeah, I was thinking, is it just me that thinks this sounds a bit knobbish? Well, exactly. It's ironic that someone who thinks they're so amazing is actually sounding a bit like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> who, who can we think of that's arrogant that we can um, give this person as a name for now? Sam from um, Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> <laughs> all of our, all of our p- people from now on are going to be named after Married at First Sight Australia contestants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, maybe we should move on from that, but after this problem. So, Sam, <laughs> <laughs> who's got a, a piece of art that can help Sam? I've got an exact example of the situation. You know, <laughs> Is it Sam? In the Merida First Art Australia, season six. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of on the theme of um, like rags to riches, if you like, from nothing to something and forgetting your roots. Oh. Zero to hero. Yeah, Except, I, think I, know, um, I think I know what you're going to go with here. Yeah, this is a film that we all love. You know, it's very popular. 2017's This is the Greatest Show. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to do Rocky. I've done Rocky before, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Yeah, the Greatest Show is very much like Rocky, but it's more of a circus version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really follow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I've got a lot to say about the Greatest Showman. Do you want to summarise your point? first Carl and then we'll move on to our opinions or <laughs> yeah because then I'll, I'll have the opportunity to convince people that it's a great film then and then okay go on then yeah. make your argument make your case <laughs> you're so flippantly like this is impossible <laughs> you're not gonna do it but try <laughs> so 2017 directed by Michael Gracie The Greatest Showman tells the story of visionary P.T. Barnum who rose from nothing to create a mesmerising spectacle that become a worldwide sensation The Circus I can't believe you're um, making this summary off the top of your head because it sounds You don't need to go to the Wikipedia article <laughs> because my information is so in depth <laughs> I must say, I uh, just on that, I have tried to summarise plot lines on my own, but then when they're handily summarised for you, you may as well just use that, you know. <laughs> so uh, Barnum spends his youth trying to convince Charity and Charity's parents that he's the right man for her, despite having nothing and Charity's family becoming being wealthy. But Charity takes a punt on Barnum due to his uh-huh. zeal and his drive to succeed. They're very happy in their simple life. They've got two children. They have fun. They've got laughter in their life. But he's never not happy until he's he's because he's not a successful guy and known worldwide. So he thinks of things to try and get himself on the map. And so he starts a museum of curiosities and waxworks. And um, tickets are slow. There's a whole montage of him trying to sell tickets. And the only tickets sold are to his two daughters, which is, you know, and so what they do to differentiate themselves from other museums is to um, have, I'm doing air quotes, freaks to, um, you know, as an mm. extra curiosity. So notably a bearded lady and Tom Thumb. And it becomes very accessible and they go on tour around the US. He kind of neglects his family somewhat and, um, you know, he's loving his lifestyle and he... Gets involved with a famous singer called Jenny Lind, who fancies him, but he's not into her. He still loves charity, but he, you know, he's just pursuing his his other love, which is the limelight, essentially. They kiss, don't they? No, she kisses him, and they, there's a picture taken of it, and then it goes, um, oh, yeah. it goes 19th century viral <laughs> <laughs> on ye oldie Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, it, it's preceded by an emotional affair, though, isn't it? I don't think the fact no, that she kisses one, him yeah, is yeah. excusable. What I think is, like, she's a sensational singer and everyone loves her. I think he loves her talent for his circus show. Mm. Not her particularly, but she misinterprets that for like um, romance, I think. So yeah, it goes viral. Obviously, Charity sees, sees that and um, she she's already feeling isolated. And so she leaves him and takes the kids with her. And then in the uh, epic song, From Now On... Barnum realises he's been a complete knobhead. <laughs> so, 
don't be Barnum and forget your roots. Obviously, your current girlfriend was with you when you weren't your the perfect guy you become. You feel like you become. So she was there through the lows. So you should be true to her during the highs as well. Bring her along for the ride. What would you say? What would you give the Greatest Showman out of ten, Carl? I'm going to say a seven. It's not an amazing film. I just like you know. It's just a good romp. I like a good romp. The songs are catchy. Um, I think Leah has before said that the songs are terrible. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think they're terrible. I think they're I think they're quite good songs. My main the main kind of problem I have with it is it. I think the music in general for that film could have been a lot more interesting. They like, could have done a lot more stuff. It wasn't like like it wasn't it wasn't suited to the time period it was set in, and maybe that was a, a stylistic decision. But I didn't think it really worked. It just all seemed a little bit like you know the. It was just sort of poppy music that would have been would have been in the charts at the time the film was released. Did you dislike The Great Gatsby for the same reason? I've never seen it. Uh, that's all the music's by Jay Z, I think, isn't it? But my problem with The Greatest Showman's music was that the songs were all so derivative. They all sound like other songs, and several of them are like literally. You go, oh shit, what does this sound like? And one of them, the worst one, is the never, never. Yeah, getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is when he turns up at the bearded lady's house and she's hiding behind all the sheets because she's so ashamed of having a beard, or like a big, full, bushy beard she's been growing for months. <laughs> What's the solution to that? <laughs> I wish there was a solution to having a big, bushy beard. <laughs> What a load of shit. Unless it grows back in a day. Yeah. <laughs> every time she shaves, it's like... Poof. Yeah, Hancock. Isn't... <laughs> Will Smith's beard grows back every day. Isn't the message Does that it? you shouldn't be ashamed of your big bushy beard? But that's the point, Liam. He teaches her, yes, that's a very positive message. Good for her at the end. But at the beginning, she is ashamed of it. So at that point, wouldn't she be regularly shaving to hide it? And also... <laughs> Why would um... she have grown that? <laughs> so that someone could teach her the lesson that she should be proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good example though, Carl. What? <laughs> there was so much auto tune as well, and that really grinds my gears. When you have people who clearly just can't sing, why? Why have they been cast? Why don't you just get someone who can <laughs> sing and act? There's loads of people out there. Well, it wasn't stylistic auto tune like Cher. <laughs> am I? Um, I read the other day that's the very first auto tune song. Really. Anyway, though, it sounds like uh, what was her name again? Sam. Sam. It sounds like Sam. You're getting a little bit vain, to be honest. And there's a certain '80s band that have some pretty grounding advice for you. So in 1984, ABC released a single called "Vanity Kills." Apparently, this is a third single off their third album, and it contains some pretty biting lines, such as, "I'm glad you found someone who loves you, but sad to say that someone is you." And now perhaps you'll both be happy. I guess that makes two. You and you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And yeah, so the point here is if you if you do break things off in your current relationship, this this might be your your ex saying this to you. And uh you know, you might end up quite lonely if you don't find someone else that you'll clearly think that you will. Um and in the chorus, they tell you straight, they say, Vanity kills, it don't pay bills. And I don't think they actually have any evidence for this. 
But <laughs> I think if there is a remote chance that you're Vanna, you could end up killing someone, then you probably shouldn't take it because you don't want to be a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what this reminds me of? When you were reading out the lyrics, that um, I Don't Like You by Electric Six. Someone told me you were cool. But the more I think about it, that someone must have been you. Yeah, that's, that'd have been <laughs> a good example. You, I thought you're so vain. Oh yeah, you had so many examples well, to give. I this did. Time, I did Liam. consider Carly Simon, but um, I, I looked into the lyrics, and it wasn't wasn't very easy to to make it work. I think you're absolutely right, though, Liam. It's a downfall becoming too full of yourself, isn't it? You're gonna you're setting yourself up for failure if you think you're you yourself are amazing um i've just finished reading the name of the wind by patrick rothfuss and it took me she's nearly like the wind a by year. patrick swayze <laughs> <laughs> what just like the wind was that she's like the wind she's like the wind i've never heard of it do you not know that song is that no it was a she... song by patrick swayze <laughs> <laughs> Carl's choking on the realisation. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard it. She's like the wind. You don't know that? From Dirty Dancing? No. Oh, that oh, explains no, it. I've never seen that, though, yeah. yeah but you must have heard <laughs> a song, for fuck's sake. No. <laughs> there's only one She's song. so in, offended. There's only one song in Dirty Dancing. No, there's yeah. three. Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Eyes? Hungry oh, yeah. Eyes. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. But yeah, I've never seen really like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so did it take you a year to read it? Because it's really, really long. I'll tell you why it took me so long in a second. It took me nearly a year because I started reading it in about July last year and it's now March. Or possibly April or May, depending on when this episode gets released. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, the protagonist in this book is good at everything. He goes to this university, which is a fantasy book, and there's like this university where they teach you magic. It's, you know, it's very advanced stuff, but he turns up. The entrance exam is like an interview with the elders of this university. I can't remember what they call them. And he just breezes the interview. They're just like, hey, this is the hardest question I've ever asked anyone. And he's like, hey, this is the perfect answer. And they're like, oh my God, that's so good. You're in. <laughs> And then when he's there, he pretty much masters magic without putting any effort in. And there's this local bar where it's like famous around the world for being the best place for live music. And anyone can go up and play. You play a song and if it's good enough, you get your talent pipes. They hand you this little trinket that's like a set of pipes engraved in some metal. And most musicians, you know, it takes them several attempts to do this. When do you reckon he gets it? First time. First on his first try. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> yep. Goes up on that stage, plays a song. During the song, one of his strings breaks on his lute. He carries on playing. People are like, I can't believe you played such a beautiful song on that one one broken string lute. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman he meets as well just throws themselves at him. Melts over his intense manliness. And he's not very modest either. He will be the first one to tell you that he's amazing and so interesting. And in fact, he is the one who tells us because most of the book is written in the first person. And the reason it took me so long is, yes, because it was so long, Liam, it's 660 pages. But there was just no peril. He was never in trouble. I never thought that there was. he was in too much trouble to escape from because he's just spent me... spent. 
660 pages telling me how interesting and amazing amazing he is. And it was just so fucking boring <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Why didn't you put it down? Well, I did several times, <laughs> but I just can't not finish a book once I've started it. I know that this is a big thing that people just say it's not worth... It's a sunk cost fallacy. You just <laughs> leave it. Just because you've spent time on it doesn't mean it's worth spending more time on. But it took me so long because it is boring to hear people go on about how good they are at everything and how they think they're the most interesting person in the room. So, Sam, my warning to you is that that is how you sound. (laughs) (laughs) Far from being amazing at everything and really interesting and out of your girlfriend's league, maybe you're not even in her league. Maybe you're in a lower league than her because you have turned into a boring, self-centred prick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Sam. (laughs) Or maybe you're a really nice guy. Let me just temper that. But (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Sam. That's that's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's pretty much the end of our time. Way over time, in fact. (laughs) We've started timing ourselves on these problems and we've gone way over on this one. So, has anyone got something quickly they want to say to Sam? Sort yourself out, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. I was just going to say, I think modesty modesty is a better policy than vanity. That is the old phrase, isn't it? Modesty is the best policy. (laughs) (laughs) Lost count of how many times I've heard that. I once had a problem that I couldn't solve I went to the preacher he couldn't save my soul I sent for the doctor he said I don't know then I listened to this podcast and madness took on to problem two I keep doing impulsive things to paper over the cracks in my mundane life which has become even more mundane during lockdown I now have a tortoise, two fish, a dog and I attend an online unicycle lesson once a week is there a way to fix this? and if there isn't do you have any suggestions for the next crazy thing I can do to make myself feel better? Krusty the Clown rides a unicycle, I think. <laughs> Am I making this up, or did you have did you have a unicycle, Aaron? I did have a unicycle, yeah. I bought one off eBay when we were at uni. Yeah. <laughs> did you learn to, to ride it? No. no right. <laughs> the furthest I could get was about a metre or two <laughs> before I fell off. Because it's not like a bicycle where you're balance is side to side that you have a problem with it's front to back <laughs> staying upright forward and backwards is the hardest I struggle bit. to walk without falling forward or backwards <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should do walking lessons once a week <laughs> has anyone got any suggestions for Krusty? So, so I mean it sounds to me like you're quite unhappy with your life Krusty um, like you're not, you're not very happy with how it is right now <laughs> Is this going to be take your life and shove it? <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't have to keep this life. <laughs> you can storm out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, it brought a song to mind that I think has some really great advice. And I wanted to take this opportunity to test your renowned film knowledge, Carl. 
If yeah. I was to tell you that this song I'm talking about was originally recorded by George Benson, and it was written for the 1977 Muhammad Ali biopic, The Greatest, would you know what song I was talking about? This is The Greatest Show. That's the yes, all that was. <laughs> um, the answer I, is no, Liam. Uh, it's all right, I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about The Greatest Love of All which was originally oh. written in 1976, composed by Michael Masser, with lyrics by Linda Creed, but recorded by George Benson for the film. Has this not been massively... Um, covered? Covered, yeah. Yeah, made incredibly famous by Whitney Houston. So, um, yeah, I mean, and there's a there's really a take-home message in the song that I think is relevant here, which is, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. And I think that's something we've preached quite a lot on Agony Art. We've said, you know... Your happiness, your happiness is paramount. Your happiness is paramount. We've said that. It's easy for you to say. Many times. Um, and I think there's a few ways to take it, but I think you know I'd say it's important to look closely at what you like and you don't like about your life. You know, you say it's mundane. Why do you think that is? Think about how you might be able to change things to make it less mundane. That's all very serious. So when I was writing this, I got a bit worried that it might be a bit too serious. And you did ask for the next crazy thing that you could do. So I did also have an alternative <laughs> suggestion for you. Oh, nice. So if you remember back in episode seven, when you were loyally listening, we discussed pretty much most of the lyrics in Desiree's 1998 single Life. But we missed out one <laughs> verse. And that verse has a wonderful suggestion for what you might want to do next. She says, sometimes living out your dreams ain't as easy as it seems. You want to fly around the world in a beautiful balloon. So why not make that your next goal? <laughs> we'll all be out of lockdown soon enough. And uh, it's quite easy to social distance in a hot air balloon. So you'd, you'd probably be all right. As Krusty arrives back in London, malnourished from going around the world. In his <laughs> he forgot to take food. <laughs> your little uh, monologue earlier reminded me of um, RuPaul, who famously says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? I think, I, and I, gen- I genuinely think and that's great advice. I agree with you as well, Liam. I think the clue was in the question, wasn't it? I do impulsive things to paper over the cracks of my mundane life. I completely missed that. So that's a person who <laughs> that's a person who needs to have more uh, confidence in their life, isn't it? If they loved themselves a bit more, maybe they wouldn't be papering over these cracks. Yeah. Well, Love your cracks. <laughs> if you'd like to paper over your cracks some more, um, <laughs> you could look for some advice in 2011's We Bought the Zoo, directed by Cameron Crowe. Uh, who's that got in it? Matt Damon? Yeah, very good. And he wakes up in a zoo, not knowing who he is. <laughs> and he has to... <laughs> he has to fight his There's way into zoo ownership. an international conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> He's an asset that rides lions. Yeah. Um, no, so I haven't seen this film, but I've always wanted to see it, but I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> well, even now, you didn't even watch it to prepare for this. It's the only one today I haven't actually watched. Yeah, or I'll say, well, out of the two today that I've mentioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Matt Damon plays Benjamin Mee, not to be confused with the uh, Burnley centre-back. Ben me. I'm glad you clarified all that. All those sucker fans out there. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> but he um, plays for Burnley. <laughs> I didn't know he'd bought a zoo. <laughs> so uh, Ben me or Benjamin me, he's grieving the loss of his wife Catherine which, for six months, 
And his son Dylan is not handling it very well. He's 14 years old, gets expelled from school. So they decide to make a fresh start and buy a new house. So they're house hunting and they find the perfect one. Unfortunately, it comes with a zoo attached. And if you buy oh. the house, you got to run the zoo. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> How can a and zoo be cheaper than a normal house? Um, you know all those lions and zebras and giraffes really bring property prices down (laughs) Um, and as they look around the zoo house um, he sees his seven year old daughter Rosie playing with peacocks peacocking (laughs) he has a real what I like to call fuck it moment and he buys the zoo and I have a lot of those moments so I really do um, sympathise with this guy (laughs) how many zoos have you bought? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> many many zoos um, a zoo inspector inspects the zoo and it needs a hundred thousand dollars spent on it to open to the public to be safe and then there's a big storm threatening the opening of the zoo and then a tree falls down stopping people getting to the zoo so they think no one's coming but it's because the tree's fallen down um, he has a bit of a heart to heart with his son Dylan because Dylan wants him to sell the zoo and go back to where they lived before where all his friends were etc and um, he says to Dylan my favourite motto is, you only need 20 seconds of courage for something great to happen. I reckon it took more than 20 seconds to buy the zoo. but um... <laughs> <laughs> And one could argue that that's not courage either. It's stupidity because you didn't think about the work that would be required if you bought a zoo. No, exactly. <laughs> um, but ben, Benjamin comes to realise that instead of trying to start over by forgetting his wife and being distracted by a zoo... Um, he should accept that she'd always be a part of him. I didn't really follow from like reading the plot how that was linked to buying a zoo, but um, <laughs> I'm sure the film portrays that better. And um, despite all the pitfalls and the ups and downs, the zoo open, it sells out on its first day and becomes hugely successful. Nice. Yeah. So the next so you... thing to do is to buy a zoo. <laughs> so you're not even going to discourage... Crusty. Oh, yeah. Crusty. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going to discourage Krusty from. Well, he's already doing got four animals. Crazy. You're just, yeah, he's already he's halfway there. Yeah, he's you got... only need eight for a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to totally discourage you from that, Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> Liam gave you a crazy thing to do. Carl gave you a crazy thing to do. I'm going to tell you, you should learn from other impulsive people who have ruined their own lives with their bad decision making. And the example I'm going to use for this is Victor Frankenstein from Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Rather impulsively, go on. This is one of your favourite books, isn't it? It is one of my favourite books. I absolutely bloody love this book and I haven't read it in years. So it's possible that I'll reread it and go, why was this ever (laughs) (laughs) on my top 10 list? Well, I I haven't read it and I'm looking for a new book to read. So maybe I'll start with that and I'll let you know if it's terrible or not. I would do it because it's probably free on Project Gutenberg. In fact, it definitely is, um, which is the, I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's all books that are out of copyright are on there to oh, download yeah. for free. Um, and whenever we have examples like this, I put the link to Project Gutenberg in the um, thing instead of linking to a bookshop or whatever, because if people can get it for free, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so it is. I love it. I loved it the first couple of times I read it, and I do intend to read it again to check that I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he follows his impulses, 
and he decides to sew together a load of dead bodies and bring it to life just because he could because he was bored during lockdown he <laughs> visited loads of morgues collected dead body parts and sewed them all together when he sees his creature come to life he shits his pants and runs away and the creature obviously is you know this hideous being who's shunned by everyone he meets because he's so hideous he lives a horrible life and so he comes to get his creator and he blackmails him into performing a very special task for him. I'm not going to spoil what the task is, but rather than performing that task, Victor Frankenstein makes a terrible decision again, follows his stupid impulses, and thinks, I know what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to kill the creature. But in his attempt to do so, he fucks it up again, royally, and the creature ends up getting his own back. He doesn't gunge him, with the help of um, <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips. No, <laughs> he does something way worse and Victor Frankenstein's life is ruined. Now, we all know what the lesson is from there. And I'm going to sum up the lesson for you in the words from another book, Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. The amazing, the wonderful <laughs> Jeff Goldblum says, playing Ian Malcolm, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Just because you can do these impulsive things, it doesn't mean you should. Take these lessons from these people. We all know how badly Jurassic Park goes. Take these lessons before your life goes horribly wrong because you've made a silly, impulsive decision that has unanticipated consequences and rein it in a bit. Crusty. You always, you always hear, like... It's like quite a pedantic response. People saying Frankenstein was the doctor, not the monster. But isn't it true that he was both? Because he was a bit of a monster, wasn't he, that doctor? That's deep. Um, Yeah, exactly, Liam. He's a monster uh, morally. What did he expect? He he probably wanted his experiment to be successful. So did he not not prepare for his monster coming alive? (laughs) Well, I assume he thought that he would come to life and... Um, Make him tea. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a human. It would be like he'd be mates with him. Someone to go for a drink with. He should get on But then he like, didn't... Hello, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G'day, mate. Let's have a barbie. Uh, but <laughs> he didn't anticipate the fact that when he woke up, yeah, he'd be awake and he'd be intelligent and you could have a conversation with him. But he would also look like a load of dead bodies sewn together (laughs) when he woke up. I think that's the problem that he didn't think of. Mm. (laughs) So it sounds like we're running out of examples. Has anyone got any final suggestions for Krusty? Hot air balloons, where is that? Zoos. Buy zoos. Your next big investment is zoos. Buy, buy, buy. You you two aren't backing down, are you? (laughs) Going all in on these impulsive decisions. (laughs) Or you could um, use the rational side of your brain, which we discussed earlier in the episode, (laughs) and rein it in a bit. Crusty. And that is all we've got time for this week. So check the episode notes or agonyartpodcast.com to find links to all the media we mentioned today and for a link to the Agony Art Spotify playlist where you can listen to most of the songs. If you have a problem you'd like us to attempt to solve, you can reach us on our group Instagram and Twitter accounts at Agony Art Podcast. 
or on the submissions page on our website. I would like to thank our resident agony aunts for their contributions. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Liam. Thank you. Gracias. And thank you for listening. We will be back next week with more problems to muddle our way through and more entertainment for you to check out. See you later. Adios. Adios. But I'd suggest keep it light Cause their advice can be shite And they won't be held liable Oh no, not at all Not here But Agony Art Agony Art